Occasionally posh, where we enjoy life, laughs, and shenanigans. I'm your girl, Chastity B. And I'm Sunshine. Welcome. Welcome. Um, today we have on Darth Vader, but before we get to him, we're going to start off with our this or that questions or what we call foreplay. Chastity, you go first. All right. So, what is your best time? What is your favorite time of the day to have sex, morning or night? That's to me. Yeah, go ahead. Mine's will have to be the morning. A lot of men like mornings for some reason. I mean, morning wood is undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> How about I you? I mean, sunshine? I would love to say anytime, but see the way my body's set up, I'm not a morning person. So it takes me a little bit to <laughs> get myself together. <laughs> So I guess a night, I mean, it ain't really got to be nighttime, but I guess if I had to choose nighttime. I would choose in the morning, wake me up out of my sleep, get my day started right. So I go to work, be like, mm-hmm. hi, Karen, how are you? Mm-hmm. Don't nobody doing this morning make me focus. I mean, now if I can get up and go do something and then come back and it's still morning, that's fine. But waking up to it, no, nah, I need to, I need mouthwash or something to happen. Like you can kid me with the morning breaths. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> need something. Just look that way. Look to the left. Look to the left. That ain't sexy. Oh. Well, I guess I'm not going to be honest. No, no, Come no, on. No. Come on. Ah, I hear you. I hear that you. morning. Mm. All right, mine is, would you rather suck at foreplay or suck at sex? Foreplay. <laughs> no, I don't know, because mm. sometimes a good foreplay can be better than the actual sex. Sex. No, see, sex will bring you back. Full play, you can miss without that. So I'll, I'll rather suck at full play because sex, sex, you'll keep coming back for good sex. I mean, as as a from a man point of view, you know, she could the head could be terrible, but the pussy could be amazing. So that's true. I don't know. From a woman's point of view, foreplay is pretty important. <laughs> yeah, I need to be like revved up a little bit. So the foreplay is it's more it's just as important as the actual sex. I think so too. But you got people one. But I need the penetration. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna say foreplay. Okay, can I not choose? No. I don't want to put it out there. Oh I guess foreplay. I mean it ain't no point of getting started if you can't finish. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna do all that foreplay and just stop. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've had that happen before. It's plain. Never mind. Um, so I was in that segment. I mean, I, I was the one that was over it. 
Uh, oh, okay. Uh, on to the next segment. We're going to go to our topic <laughs> segment. I'm not messing with her. Um, and we have on Darth Vader. Darth Vader, please introduce yourself to the folks. Hello, everyone. I'm Darth Vader, D.C. Oh, um, nice. From the D.C. Right. I am a polyamorous uh, content creator, also businessman, and um, a dom, um, a dominant. I do specialize in rigging, impact play, wax play, edge play, knife play, and getting into notes. Play. Get some notes. Hold on. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> sound like a lie. I got questions, but go ahead. <laughs> But that, but that's about it. Um, I give uh, actually DOM classes for uh, new DOMs and um, understanding impact and um, role play introductory courses. Nice, nice, interesting. I, you're gonna have to come on for a second episode because now I got like a whole new set of questions. That's so. fine. <laughs> <laughs> So today we really wanted to like focus on the polyamorous um, mm -hmm. part of it. And um, so could you explain what polyamory is to other people? Well, to us and uh, everybody else. And what is the difference between a polygamy relationship and polyamory? Okay, so overall polyamorous what it, to others is just, for most people in the general social social networking of people it's it's just the aspect of dealing with other people having other relationships outside relationships um the difference between polygamy and polyamorous when you're in a polygamous relationship you are actually married and you're holding the title of like this is my wife this is my second wife this is my third wife or my third second husband polyamorous is when you're when you're able to have an emotional connection with another individual which could be a man or a woman in that type of uh, in that type of space where that dynamic where you are romant romantically dating the other person, so it's like polygamy. Polygamy is like the carry on to being polyamorous. Right, it's just you're not tied down. I guess correct. So like in the polygamy, in polygamy, can the like say first, second wife, could they have other partners or they just have to be with that partner? So in typ typical poly uh, polygamous relationships, it's more so more like a monogamous type uh, ordeal with, you know, another mate. Okay. So, you know, it's usually one guy, two females. I've seen some cases with two females, one female, two males. Um, mm -hmm. that's, that's usually some of the cases that I've, that I've seen. In the in the black community, got you. Mm -hmm. So, is jealousy ever an issue? And if so, how do y'all deal with it? Jealousy is always an issue. Jealousy is a regular human emotion. It's something that never goes away. It's something that you constantly have to deal with. Jealousy, just like every emotion that you learn to deal with from a child, you learn how to manage it. You learn how to manage your emotion. You understand your triggers, the things that spark up your your the things that spark up what is jealousy to you? And what you do is as time goes on, you change the narrative of what can be, what can make you jealous and what you will focus on as far as being a jealousy type act. Hmm. Hmm. See, I would be nervous <laughs> to be like, <clears throat> so I would be nervous to be in a polyamorous relationship because I feel like I, I, I would get jealous 
mm-hmm. because like he be, he'll be like you know I'm gonna go stay with Tasha tonight and I'm at home by myself and my feelings like what the hell is Tasha doing that I ain't doing <laughs> but why? But why you with Tasha? I mean, he with Tasha. You could be with somebody else, right? I ain't gonna want to because I wanna know why he had Tasha. <laughs> but, but typically, in, in, in monogamous relationships, as you grow up and you grow up developing monogamous relationship, you you understand that the aspect of getting in a relationship or dealing with someone is technically competing. In a dating scenario, you're competing with other women that's trying to talk to the same guy. There's the potential mate that you're trying to you trying to get. Mm-hmm. In a polyamorous lifestyle, you don't necessarily you're not competing with him. It's not a competition. So you're not you don't have that feeling of oh, let me let why why he going to be with her when she's not with me right now. You don't have that situation. You have it like with my situation here, where you know it's. Mm-hmm. Wednesday and I know my my partner is at her boyfriend house so I know okay I'll be here by myself I get to play the game I get to do this I get to do they already got me a whole line of stuff because <laughs> I'm gonna be here by myself <laughs> that I'm just excited about so, right. you know you know we get the TV to yourself you know what I'm saying you got the right I don't gotta be quiet I can listen to music in the morning you know, I like I like music in the morning. She don't, you know. Now I can do that. <laughs> I, right. I, I get it. It's just I'm I'm an emotional person. I feel like these emotions will get in the way. <laughs> I mean, emotions are great. Having your emotions are great. That's the great part of being uh, polyamorous relationship, where you can explore those emotions and you don't have a cap on your emotions. You know, your 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 first partner might can't deal with your emotions the same way your second partner may could. So those dynamics actually help strengthen you, and it helps it actually helps you give another perspective of you know how you're managing the situation, and if you're managing incorrectly, you know the other partner can help you see that. Okay, that's for you. Makes sense. That do make sense. So okay. what is? <clears throat> what do you think is like the biggest tool to make a polyamorous relationship effective? Patience. Well, patience. that's in a relationship. <laughs> but it's not just patience with it's not just patience with them. It's patience with yourself. Making sure that you you know how to calm yourself down. And you know how to like let things let things happen. A lot of times people don't have the patience to let things happen, to let things transpire. I mean, us in relationships, when things start to go bad, and as they say, for women, you got like those warning signs of this man is going to be bad or this warning sign is going to be this. And then you take it to that. Then you you focus on that and you don't let it play out. So you got to keep yourself, teach yourself patience to be able to, you know, on yourself so you don't overreact or react in the situation. Right. Makes sense. So how does your lifestyle affect your friends and family? Do they have an opinion or does it uh, does it make a bridge where it don't need to be sometime or anything well, like that? Well, I, I've always I've always done things my way. I've uh, no matter how much things have changed throughout my life, I've always done things my way. Um, I was the first uh, one in my family to go to the military. I 
I'm the first male to actually graduate from high school. So I've always, and I'm just the first to like, you know, start my own businesses, buy my own properties. And, and so I've always done things my way in the non-traditional way my family has done things. So it's accepted. Friends wise, that's <laughs> much. Um, me and my, me and my, I call my, my, my friends, my boys, my brothers are great. Um, and it's a great, we, we, we still, we talk to each other, we hate, but I, I know from their why I can sense the, the tension from their wives when they know that their husbands are going to come mm -hmm. hang with them. They, like, they probably like, don't get no ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely don't get no ideas. You know, because you know he crazy, yeah, you know, so it's it's one of those things where, you know, you make your own bed, you know, you lie. I mean, I understand it, but for me, like, as far as family, work-wise, everyone knows that I'm poly, so it's not even a, it's not a secret. It's not nothing that I hide. Um, and as either you want to accept it, you're not going to accept it. I mean, I coach at like a high school um, and I've been coaching it for five years and every parent, when they first come and you know, they, they meet coach and they figure out coach has a, uh, at the time I had my wife and my girlfriend, uh, but now I got my, my, my two partners and they meet my two partners and they're like, oh, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just happening on tv no. <laughs> right it's not just on TV. so i mean it's the looks at first you get the looks at first but then after a while it, you know it, it settles down and then it, it becomes something normal you know uh, right you know, like take it in right so this is not one of the questions but it's just something i just thought about so it, it's actually two questions what made you get into polyamory like, was it introduced to you or is it something that you just decided on your own? And then my second question is, do you have a main girlfriend and other girlfriends or just girlfriends? Okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> what made me get into um, just full blown stepping into it, um, for most people that step into polyamory, they actually, it's some usually a life-changing event that transpires, that makes you think of things in different ways. Um, I've traveled all over the world. I lived overseas for eight years, actually. Um, and I was used to, I was pro-monogamy for, for years, for a long time. But towards my, my last, last monogamous relationship, I was running, we were running into like issues where my, oh, mm, hold on, sorry, answer my name call. <clears throat> we ran into issues where my, um, my, where we just, she felt that I need, I could do more. So basically my, um, my last uh, relationship, she understood I could do more. Um, and she had a, a very beautiful outlook on life. And towards the end, we were engaged and actually, so she passed away uh, with, uh, for my immunity disease called lupus. So I'm a, um, a very big lupus advocate. You know, we donate every year. We do the lupus walks every year and stuff like that. So her passing 
made me look at life different because her one of her things that she always says, make sure that I'm okay. And for me, as far as having a lot of love to give, the aspect of being, keeping myself down as in locking my emotions up for just in one person and not being able to explore how, how I want to be able to love, I felt as if this was the right way for me. And I was, wow. that's been about almost 10 years. Wow. That's, that's deep. That is deep. It's, I almost dropped a tear. So extra. Cannot. Get on my nerves. I wasn't expecting that. That was that was like, I don't know. That that was huge. Yeah. So it was it was big for me. So your second question about. So I have. So I have Quincy. She's a, a adult uh, content creator on Twitter, she's about 80 something K followers or whatever on Twitter. Uh, Quincy Rowe, she's my life partner. Uh, she's been my life partner for the past eight years. Um, I do have five other girlfriends alongside Quincy. Um, I don't necessarily, there's no hierarchy. I don't believe in putting a hierarchy within like, okay, she's the main girlfriend and y'all the side girlfriends. I don't believe in doing that because that breeds competition, that breeds the, the thought pattern that someone can dismiss you. And that's not a that's not something that I want anyone to have to fear that someone else can wake up and their reactions to how something that you do can have effect on your relationship with me. If you got your own separate relationship with her, then that's that's your relationship. But it right. doesn't affect the relationship as with me. So I have that, those five girlfriends, and then I have seven submissives, which are like, uh, which are subs that do very, in various different dynamics in my life. <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, no. <laughs> you got a lot of stamina there. Anywho, um, <laughs> no, 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 I got another question. Okay. On Christmas and Valentine's Day. Huh? How much do you spend on Christmas and Valentine's Day? Ah, uh, you know, that's kind of undisclosed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, I fill out a lot of paperwork. Um, uh, actually, cause yeah, cause Christmas, all, all I was here for Christmas um, on our, in my Instagram um, shows that with me, all, with all my, with all my girlfriends for Christmas. Oh, yeah. so they was all at the house? Ooh, I bet that was yeah, they're okay. No, no, come on, all of them here at the same time. We play a game. Real cute. Y'all do be playing games. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. How do you find the time to have all these folks? My women are all my women are empowered. It's not a, it's not a lot of times uh, people look at uh, polyamorous relationship or polygamous relationships and the, the, the aspect of the, like the polygamy, like the TV shows is where you get the women that they're housewives and they like they don't do nothing and then the man got the two three households no 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 my women are empowered my women are you know have their own jobs have their own everything so the aspect of any relationship that i feel should be an extra your relationship right. does not make you your relationship is supposed to be an extra so i don't necessarily 
deal with women that I have to take care of. Right. You know, I only deal with women that's like if, you know, one of my, actually one of my, um, one of my subs, she's a consultant um, for a living. You know, she makes a great living, makes a great living, has a uh, master's degree from Harvard, um, a bachelor's degree from Chapel Oaks. I mean, so she's just, you know, very intelligent. It's just, you know, she just finds time for me to, for, to be her extra. <laughs> so are all your subs, are they local or do you do like? I have two that's away. That's like in, one in New York and one in Jersey and the rest are like local. So okay. explain to the people that may not know what sub and dom is, what it is. So I'm what they call the dominant in the BDSM community. I'm what they call the dominant and subs are submissives. Subs can reign, be totally, they can be bratty, they can be childlike, they can be, they can range from any, anywhere in the spectrum of how a woman will, a woman will act. Okay. And if anybody wants to be a sub of yours? Uh, they making me make this little application thing now. Like, they gotta like. Okay. <laughs> they, my, oh. Since like my regular job in my outside world, I do pro uh, programming project management and portfolio management for like business cases and different things like that. And overall business development and strategic planning. So for me, I'm never overwhelmed. It's always an aspect of, I just have to build a better process. I never feel like I don't have enough time or I'm juggling too much or I'm overworked. I just feel like I, once I build a better process, it's going to work. That That's just how I, that's how I see things. We sure a lot of people thought like this. I need to, um, outside AKM. of all this polyamorous and sub and domination stuff, I need to talk to you on how to get to that level. Because I feel <laughs> like it ain't enough hours in the day. No, it's enough hours in the day. It's enough I hours. never have enough. Terrible. Okay. So, so, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, what is the most rewarding part of polyamory? The most rewarding part of it, I can say, it's not the sex. Sex is good, though. Um, but <laughs> the most rewarding part is the level of companionship in the different fabrics of how you live your life. A lot of times, everyone has different layers to them and like different types of like music just like music there's different genres of how you listen to music and how it make you feel and what memories they help jog and how it helps massage that um so being being poly helps every fabric of like you know I like listening to DMX, so one of my women a little hooder than the other, uh, but I do like some classical music and different things like that. I like to go to galas and, I mean, galas and and, and different uh, function events, one of black tie events, and I got a bougie one that really likes that kind of stuff. You know, I, I drink scotch and I like to go to cigar lounges, and I got one that, could, that, that just drinks, you don't smoke. And then it, there's times where I just want to go to the winery, I want to go to, the go-go, uh, you know, I just want to go to the regular club. It's like, I have a, I, I'm, I have someone for everything. Wow. And 
never a situation where I don't, I'm unaccompanied at somewhere right. that I want to, that whatever I want to do. I can understand that. Because, you know, like if you have like a monogamous spouse and y'all don't necessarily like, like the same stuff. Like I like to do artsy things and I don't meet a whole lot of guys that like to do artsy stuff. They're like, mm, I don't want to do that. So it would be great to be able to have somebody that I can mm -hmm. do my fun little ratchet stuff with and then have somebody I can do my little artsy, be classy type of stuff with. <laughs> like, that would be lit. Because right. the, the, the thing is, is a lot of times, so what the, that, your artsy different things like that that you want to do, a lot of times, people your friends supposed to fill that gap but yeah. it's a it's a different scenario when you go do something with a partner rather than doing it with a friend all right you know Thanks. it feels different you know right. you get a you get a different effect out of it yeah i mean my friends some of them a lot of my friends don't really like the type of artsy stuff that i like and as i don't like the artsy stuff that they like you know sunshine she's into like Christian music and stuff like that. And I'm not into that type of stuff. I, I mean, like, I don't invite like, them. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, gosh, I feel so bad because I ain't go. But, <laughs> but I mean, I can understand like, I, I am a person that I do want like a monogamous relationship. But then as life goes on, the older that I get, and the more that I talk to people that's in this lifestyle, it kind of, I kind of get it. And it kind of makes sense. Like why just settle for one person whenever you can have multiple people that could satisfy every dynamic that you need satisfied. Because I feel a lot of times whenever you are in a monogamous relationship, you get all of something, but you miss out on another 50% of your life that you can't get because your spouse doesn't necessarily want to do that. Correct. Right. And that and that's usually because a lot of times in a lot of times women um tend to have that issue a mm -hmm. lot more than men because women, yeah, I call them undue circumstances. I mean um expectation undue expectations. Women, y'all automatically fold on a lot of different things for the relationship. You write but you, you you do it without even telling the man. That's yep. so yep. that's the key. So a lot of times, as the relationship develops, and if the relationship gets on the rocks or in dealing with things, a lot of times uh, I hear some a lot of therapists say that they they hear all oh, this I've done for you, and the guys look like you didn't do anything. I was right there. You liked everything. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't like that. I went there for you because you were there. I, I thought you liked it. I just thought you just came out because you want. No, 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 no. I'm doing it for you. Right. I didn't do it for me. So it's that aspect that people forget. But we're but society norm has taught us that what taught us that what we supposed to do in a monogamous relationship and how we supposed to move forward in just a monogamous relationship and just deal with okay that I, that all my needs are not going to be met and that is okay and i'm going right. to live my life and that is okay that all my needs are not going to be met because life is not fair yes you can't have your cake and eat it too 
<laughs> That's what they right. say. I tell them I don't want the fucking cake. I can eat it. <laughs> and then you know a lot of people they want to say nasty. Go ahead. They want to say that monogamy is because of the Bible, but if you read the Bible, there's nothing about monogamy in the Bible. And that right there is everybody. Uh, I mean, if you realize a lot of a lot of all the kings and everything and multiple wives and right. everybody. I mean, the right. aspect of had been in a um uh in a open type fabric of a relationship is something that's been done since the beginning of time. Um, the technically how someone has said um, that the reason why people start moving towards monogamy is to slow the households down from being as big as they used to be. Because back in, as you know, back in the day, the bigger your household is, more powerful your family is you run because you own you have more land because it's more of you and you stretch out further and you know you have you know it's more protection that means more guns that means you know you know more more gatherers so you built that and the monogamy part keeps you slowed down mm -hmm. and this way you won't have to you won't mass produce at such a high higher rate mm -hmm. so we don't need to mass produce at a high rate. There's a such thing as contraceptives. <laughs> Not back then it wasn't. They just had them. <laughs> so how do you meet partners? Like, how do you um, meet folks? Like, do they approach you? Do y'all have a community? Like, how does that work? Oh, so I meet women anywhere. I'm, I mean, uh, I meet women everywhere. It's not even a case where it's 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 not like a it's not like a hotline or nothing. It's one eight hundred poly, nothing like that. <laughs> it's, to be perfectly honest, I meet more women now that's more like okay than anything. Like oh yeah, like oh tell me about it. Oh okay, so you're able to date, and I'm like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I already they know think that. They ready. Right. Oh, yeah, they exactly. they ready. Oh, they want to test the waters. So have you ever had an issue of somebody that said that they was okay with it and then they wasn't? Yes. My ex-wife. Yes. Definitely. Oh, Definitely. Wow. Definitely. She uh I took it as in she in her mind she thought which i she thought that okay once we're married you things will be different that's the wrong approach like you know i'm your wife and this is the thing she said in therapy was just like one of the funniest things to me it was just like i'm your wife and i was like so <laughs> So the aspect of because I look at <laughs> it was like so like so because you said compromise so compromise would be one of two things compromise would be one of two things I stop being poly and I'm miserable you stay being poly and you're miserable somebody gotta be miserable yeah that ain't an option for that's me that's I ain't gonna not say an option right. that's no that's no that's not an option for me mm -hmm. I, I I refuse to be miserable and. And I refuse to have you be miserable. Right. So, you know, it's, 
you know, but when she first, I mean, she got into the relationship knowing that this was how it was, but in her mind, and once we got married, that she thought that, yes, like, we're married now. And I so what made you, so, what made you, like, want to marry her if she, she no, okay, so my, my wife, my ex-wife, she had all the same characteristics as, as, as Quincy, as my partner, because we was together all at the same time. Um, Quincy has no aspirations to get married ever. Uh, and my wife and my ex-wife did. And for me, it was never, it wasn't those, for me, it's just a piece of paper. I mean, it really doesn't really do anything. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, life partnership, if you do your life partnership the right way, you have the same legal grounds and everything as somebody that's married. So... I mean, legally, if you know, people actually got to read into things. I mean, it's easier. Actually, it's easier to be in a life partnership than be married in the first place. Um, you know, power attorneys, um, life insurance, and just just living together. Um, common law uh, laws allow that the fact that technically, just like you're married, so you don't have to deal with none of the none of the same issues. Because you can show up if I if if your spouse gets hurt at the hospital, you still gotta show up with proof that you're married to them. Is there any proof that you got besides marriage license to say that, that that you're married to them? No. When you show up to the hospital, you be like, I'm married to him. I'm his I'm a, I'm his wife. And they just won't let you in. Same thing as being a partnership. So if you're a life partner, you know, you just gotta put parameters in that make sure that they'll be taken care of for the rest of their life. So was Quincy at the wedding? Huh? No, she, she, I think she was. I think she was. She said she, she won't see that shit. She said she don't. She doesn't have aspirations to get married, so she. Nah, 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 nah. But it was. Uh, I, we got married in co-ops. Like that was my second marriage. I got married before a lot younger, a lot younger. I got married like when I was in the military type thing. Yeah. I was going to say it must have been when you was in the military. Yeah, everybody, everybody get married in the military. That's like the thing, you know. <laughs> I believe that actually. That's what you do. <laughs> you know, you, you get married. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, it's, it, this is what we do. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so do you live with any of your partners or do everyone have separate living quarters? Yes, I live with two of my partners as of right now. Um, I live with Quincy and I, the girlfriend that me and her share. Um, and then... I think once we build this house, I think a couple of of them more might live with us. So we're trying to figure that out. We're trying to like understand how much space we need, and it's it's a pain. I I know it's gonna be bad. Because so <laughs> we want to have it built, so you know you gotta keep going back to the drawing board, and then you know mm-hmm. they're gonna keep wanting stuff, and you have to put stuff. Everybody need their own bathroom. Oh no, no, that's no, that's standard. That's standard. <laughs> <laughs> right. That kind of stuff. I'm just worried about two places. My 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 room. Your man cave. <laughs> nah, nah, you can't have the well, I'm gonna have a dungeon. I'm gonna have a dungeon built in. Yeah, that was gonna be my next question. Yeah, dungeon <laughs> built in, but I mean my room. I I I just need like one room. My room in my office in two separate places. So I need a place uh, I and then I need a place that I can just chill out with nobody, just yeah. by yourself, just by myself, in your sweatpants. Yep, 
in my lonesome playing Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any restrictions, any do's or don'ts, any rules in place, anything like that? I mean, uh, the only thing we had, I mean, since we do technically do sex work too, we, you know, uh, testing and communication, if you have any partners that's outside our dynamic, that's always like, you know, that's, you know, you let us know type situation. But I mean, other than that, there's no real, some, a lot of other relationships have rules. A lot of other poly people have rules and, and usually the rules are governed to try to maintain the relationship, you know, and try not to rock the boat or whatever, you know, try to like make sure you keep the status quo that I'm number one in your life type of situation. Right. I tell any man, if you could take a woman from me, you're a bad dude, I owe you a drink. No, that's right. <laughs> so I don't even worry about nothing like that. You ain't worried about nothing. I ain't worried about. <laughs> do y'all all do you do y'all know like each other's partners? Yes. Partners, okay. Yeah, yes. I say he said they all hung out for Christmas. Oh, thank yeah. you. Know that. Everybody, yes. Yeah, so everybody's over, <laughs> everybody's over here for mostly all holidays. We're gonna all of us are together mostly all holidays, and we all together when we go out to different like events and stuff like lifestyle events and stuff like that. So we all do things together it's that's a normal thing um that like us me i will show up with like five six women at a time yeah. at different events so that's a normal that's a normal for our area at the lifestyle community that we go to in our area that's a that's a known thing that i will show up with all wow. at one time so explain to folks that when I was hearing, you know, you on Clubhouse, you mentioned that you were a rigger. Mm -hmm. So explain to folks what that is. I do rope. So I do, I do ties. I do what it's called shabari, like different types of knots and ties and stuff like that. So I love to tie people up. It's actually, that's like one of my best hobbies right there. I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might have somebody knocking on your door. That's fine. <laughs> Um, how did you learn private? I do do private sessions, though. I do do private, like sessions, rope sessions, and stuff for couples and um, for couples and ladies, uh, couples that you know the guy wants the, uh, his wife to get that experience and stuff. So I'll do the night, I can do the ties and stuff, and then you know, go take coffee break or whatever, like that. Why they play with it and stuff like that and take out and different stuff so i do do like different sessions and stuff like that also and what state are you in i'm in maryland in maryland it ain't too far <laughs> next time i go there from where you coming with me <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so wait wait, wait. <laughs> do you travel like if somebody wants you to travel Yes, uh, so we do travel, um, just like, you know, Quentin's in the content, um, uh, heavy into content, so she travels for what's called, and I, and I always usually accompany her, um, that's just our norm, uh, so, like, yeah, we travel a lot, I mean, we try to, try to go to Atlanta once a month, um, New York once a month, well, I go to New York, too, to see my subs, so, travel once a month. We should try to get like a class of rope tying 
and get them to come. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, well, all, only thing I can tell you is buy the rope off of Amazon. It's cheap, like $14, just three pack, you know, so buy some rope and then we'll just go in and then i give y'all some, some ties just to do on yourselves, some individual ties, just to get yourself moving and then that's it. Just practice. We gonna work on that sunshine. Project. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you made me forget my question now. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, well, what's your advice if people are interested in your lifestyle? What advice would you give them? The main advice I can give them is to a man or a woman. To a couple. Either. Both. Oh. Oh, all right. <laughs> to, to a man, I have a couple things I always tell them. One, don't think with your dick. Two, do not get, do not go after a woman that's exactly like the primary woman that you're with. That's like the number one mistake. Oh my Lord. And and three, you signed up for this, so you got to take it. <laughs> to a woman, try to be as open-minded as possible. Always put yourself in the other woman's shoes. And don't, I can't say don't fall for the bullshit because sometimes it's not necessarily bullshit. It's make sure this communication is always transparent through all everyone in the relationship. Where yeah. I, a lot of times where I see some women where they start off talking to the, the male they, and they don't talk to the female and the male makes it seems like the, it is okay with the female. And then when they all come together, it's definitely just not good. So right. like that. And to a couple, just make sure that your part make sure that your partner is not doing it for you. That's big. You know, it's it's a lot of relationships where you know it's you trying to spice it up. So let's be poly, or you, or you know you're trying to you're just trying to please your partner. You're not necessarily pleasing yourself because I meet a lot of women. A lot of times that they meet us like at different social events and stuff like that. And yeah, my husband thinking we should get another woman. And he's thinking, you know, he's thinking with his dick and it's okay. He's thinking with his dick because you're a man. That's what you're supposed to. Um, but she's like, yeah, I'm bi. But she's still like other dick too. <laughs> and, she, and she's making an illusion that, you know, She's giving her husband the illusion that, yeah, your dick is the only dick that can ever satisfy me in this world. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't agree. I digress. I mean, it, it, the thing, I, the, the, I, I, I can say yes. I can say yes. You can, you could grow a liking to anything. No, no, I'm talking about I don't agree that one dick can satisfy oh, yes. you for the that, rest but of yeah, your life. But I, but I had some women say, you can't tell me that 
I was like, I'm, I'm telling you, you just never know. Like, I know I don't have the biggest dick in the world. I know I don't. I know I don't. I, I mean, I do, I do porn. I know guys that do porn. It's just like, you know, it's this dude got like 14 inches of dick. Like, what the fuck you gonna do with that? 14 inches of dick. <laughs> like, Ask him what the fuck he gonna do with that and not put it in here. And that's, like, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, but, but, you know, but the thing is, and do the job. So it's just like one of those things where it's just like, it, it, you know, it happens. So, you know, you never know. Do you ever have folks who try to like, like your friends who want a piece? What do you mean, home? What do you mean? Like, do your friends ever like tiptoe on the line of let me dibble and dabble? Like my female friends, different that with me. Or no, like, your male friends. Oh, oh no, vice no, versa. You know, my my male friends, they they uh yeah they 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 uh always like the thing. My thing is, <laughs> I make sure I keep. I don't make sure I make sure nothing like that happens with them, only because of the, only because of the fact that it's like. I'm trying to put this down. Okay, so cheating as a whole. I know that you're cheating. If you're cheating, you got yourself a little boo or something on the side. That's your business. That's, that's your right. business. Right. You know, I, I've been in club uh, uh, clubhouse groups and they talking about, oh, we got to police out men and make sure they get out here. No, 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 no. That's none of your motherfucking business. I ain't got time. One, it's none mm -hmm. of your business. But I'm not going to be the one that's supplying you to make sure that you can cheat. Right. Like, it. That, that, it, it's, it's a difference between lying and saying that you was with me and bringing a, and bringing a pussy to you. There's a, right. There's, there's a big difference in that. Like, right. I, like I, I, I help you stay out of trouble, but I'm not going to bring pussy to you. I'm just not going to do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But female friends, oh, I get tried. Now, I get tried a lot. I get tried a lot now. Like back cool. in the day, it wasn't so much, but now it's like I meet women and they try me. Like they really like, oh, so you you do all this, okay? <laughs> and, and, and and I was one of the, and I always and I was asking uh, a female, one of my female female friends, and she was saying like. The reason why so many women are coming on you because if you got all these women in they're happy, you must be doing some shit. They they gotta figure the fuck out. <laughs> it's a curiosity point. at this point. It's not even it's not even the aspect of it's, it, it. If you got something going on, you have to have something going on, and you got this many women. I said, okay, I didn't. Even, I never looked at it like that. Yeah, yeah, you definitely doing something right in women's eyes. Yeah, most of, they like he got all those women, and they content with it. Let me see what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, I just can't believe that shit that good. So have you ever had anybody... Well, okay, so you're a dom. Do you mm -hmm. switch? Does anybody ever dom you? Or are you just predominantly dom? No, I'm just... I'm primary dom. So you have some people that are switches um, that do switch to do cement as some men. I don't necessarily... I don't understand it. I'm not saying it's not right. I just don't understand it as a dominant person that I am. Um, and 
being able to submit as something that I that I'm I haven't been developed to be able to do. But I don't see I don't see nothing wrong with it. Um, I know a couple guys that do submit. One guy that actually wears a collar and everything. And I tell them it takes honor and it's just a lot of honor and respect in someone that's able to submit to someone else. Right. I want to be a dom. <laughs> I mean, you could you could do it. You could do it. You could do it. I mean, some men like it. Some men like yeah. that. Some men like like uh, the aspect of giving up control because they can't give up control. So them being dominated is a way for them to get the re control taken from them mm -hmm. and then allowing to relax. Yeah. They say a lot of folks who are in like leadership positions are, that's mm -hmm. the reason why they like that because they have to be leader all day long so they can come home and correct, let somebody correct. else lead. <laughs> correct. But, and then you got some people like me that you just, I mean, I, I always got to be up front. I, I, don't, I don't know no other way. I don't feel no other way, no other way about it. Right, right. I had another question. I forgot what it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, knife play. Don't go all the way into detail of it because we're going to have you on again because I want to like dive into um, some of it's the different stuff. Terminologies but, and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But knife play, what is, what is that? The knife play is when you use sharp objects, um, preferably knife, knives to like graze over the skin. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times you do it after other sensual type of play, like an impact play or a, a wax play or something like that. And it, get, it gives an extra feeling, an extra adrenaline feeling to your body as it's, as it's been uh, crest over it after like say your body's stinging from from being spanked the knife play helps give that that, that extra edge of release for some people some people you know little scratches here and there help relieve tension and stuff just like with the uh the cup the suction cups with the uh fire you know helps relieve tension so it's things like that wow you taking notes huh you taking notes no, I'm, well, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, edging. What exactly is edging? That right there is the episode that I want. Whenever we you come on again, I want to like dive into that. But um, it's actually something that I've been trying on my own. Uh, edging is bringing the is bringing the the. The body close to orgasm and then making it go back, bringing you to the edge, but not letting you jump. So edge play is something that, for me, I have, I combine with my rigging. I would tie you up, and then I would do the edge play. The whole aspect of being an edge play is to be able to understand that you're going through your orgasms, going through the things that you're going through and, re and, and slowly but surely keeping you on that edge and keeping you on that edge for as long as I can keep you there. And that's how, that's the best part about edge play. Because so if how I can you stop an orgasm? Like when, if I'm there, it's-, it's No, no, no. 
But no, 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 no. Not if not if, not if you're giving me the control doing an edge play. You're giving me the control, so I'm telling you not to come. But I'm I. T- no. What if they can't? Huh? <laughs> but that's that's what that's he what said. He a professional. Yeah, that's when that's <laughs> and, when and and un, that's when sensing it and understanding. Like, all right. It's just like for women, like when you know you sucking dick and you know you feeling about to come and it gets a certain way hard and then it's like, yeah, so that's how the same way, like there should be some reactions. Uh, your, your man or woman that you're with should be able to notice your subtle signs and be able to understand your subtle signs as they come. And that that's mm-hmm. for overall, for any type of pleasure when pleasing your spouse or be with your spouse, you definitely need to go in and look at the signs of how they're reacting. You have to. If you're not, if you're just going through the motions, you're just trying to get your nut, it show, it it is show. That's why a lot of times women with a higher body count has a hot has a, a better chance of orgasm than a woman would just, you know, marry that high school sweetheart. Because if you married your high school sweetheart, that's the same guy. That same guy that's been fucking, been fucking you since y'all was in high school is still gonna be fucking the same way in the next twenty years. I hope not. Oh, he is. Because <laughs> he, because he, he think it works. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong. I'm getting it. In. You. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh man, this all is so good. I wish we could just keep going, but uh, we're gonna have to have like, you back. It was like the first time whenever he came into clubhouse <laughs> in that room, and I asked the question, and everybody was like, just l- quiet listening. Like I, I that probably happens a lot. I try to. I tend to try to not talk that much in clubhouse now because. But I don't be trying to monopolize. So interesting. I just don't be trying to monopolize the conversation. It's supposed to be, you know, I look at it as an everybody's supposed to be able to talk and be able to express their ideas and different things like that. And like, I totally understand like not agreeing with people or, you know, the different views. So it's just like, for me, I go in there to listen a lot of times, but then sometimes it'd be like, come on, man, y'all going, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to be mean to nobody, but that's the way I be. I be listening sometimes, and I'm just like, well, maybe they might need the advice. And it's just, it's shocking at times the, the amount of things that we just don't know. And right. Sometimes you need someone. Sometimes some people don't have the, the necessarily the tact to be able to say things. So tact is learning tact and understanding how to put yes. things is key mm. and a lot of times you know especially us as black people we we tend to we tend to lose the aspect of being able to develop tap and in this damn in this day and age it's 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 it's, it's, it's growing to be a lost art just like cursive writing it's something mm-hmm. that it's something that seemed to be they try to wither away but you know in private schools they still do uh cursive i just want to let you know that Mm-hmm. I teach my kids cursive just because I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> 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 I 
Well, uh, um, how tell folks how to find you on social media, your OnlyFans, whatever you want to say. How yeah, my OnlyFans is uh, Darth Vader DC, just like my Twitter is Darth Vader DC. Uh, Vader Party Life on Instagram, and that's how people find me. I mean, I'm all, I'm always around. I'm always around. I mean, if you're in the DC area, you know, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely always around. I'm everywhere. For the most part, I'm everywhere, but I'm nowhere at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> COVID got me nowhere right now. I see. I, I ain't, you know, COVID's that own that own that. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. If it ain't kill you by now, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean I usually travel for work and I'm stuck at home. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, totally I different lifestyle. <laughs> I can't wait to go back in the office. I mean, I, I haven't. Worked inside the office in about seven years, but as uh, now I'm ready to go in the office. Oh man, I can't wait. Right, <laughs> right, right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. All this information was amazing. Chassis looked like she got about eight more questions, but we gonna cut her off. Hey, and she go, and she go have to wait the next time. <laughs> I have a notepad, but like. So, <laughs> <laughs> one of the main things that you that you do do, especially when you um, in everything that I do, and the main thing that we, uh, me, uh, uh, Blackson and uh, Sir Jacks, we started to make sure that we make sure that everyone understands that everything that I do in my life is about consent. It's um, the allowance of a woman to allow me to do the things that I do. Nothing mm-hmm. is taken. Although I'm a dominant, nothing is taken. Everything is given. And for that to be circulated in every conversation that the consent of, 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 of a legal adult to be able to consent to the things that's, that's happening, especially within a poly relationship and being transparent and communicating that to everyone. Right. So that's right. definitely, that's one main key factor is, is consent and understanding transparency yeah Makes sense. I agree. is number one well i need i need you to get some thick chicks on your twitter timeline now you got all these skinny helpers now i got a scene with jj love like she she's a thick she's thick quincy's thick um southern Listen, or quincy southern. is just shaped thick Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do. Damn, I do I... actually. I do have some content with some uh, on my OnlyFans with some thick with some thick women. They're not on my because some of my some of my content is with women that don't have no face, and so okay. I don't show their face. They they let, they wanted to be recorded. They want me to post it, but the only issue is back then when I recorded the content. I did not have the understanding of the of the editing software that I do now. So now that I have that editing software, I can do all the editing and things that make the promos and stuff to put it on the Twitter. But that's why none of those promos are on Twitter because mm. of the simple fact that I just start learning how to use the, the application. So I wasn't, I, I used to have, try to get people to help do my, um, my editing but then like i had to tell somebody one day if i gotta learn how to do your job i feel sorry for you so i had to learn how to do his job so now i don't have to pay him no more and i'll just do it myself right right so i have to go in and edit that older content to make a promo for it so you'll be able to see that all right i would be looking (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you so, so much for being a part of our podcast. We truly appreciate you. And we're definitely going to have you back. Chastity probably say next week, but we'll at least give you a couple weeks. <laughs> Come back. I'm going next week. What's, what's the <laughs> Just send me your be on the phone till two o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> he got things to do. He ain't got time. I, 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 especially on a day like this, when I'm by myself, I don't got nothing. Like I'm trying to clean. <laughs> trying to clean. I'm at home by myself. Hey, no, nobody clean like nobody do this military clean like I do. They clean. <laughs> they, they clean. The maid come, she clean, but not like how I, I, I want to do it. So. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah, we definitely, I'll definitely connect with you to see where we can get you back. So thanks again. Thanks for everyone who has watched this. If you're watching this, you can also listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, et cetera, et cetera. If you're listening to this, you can also watch it on YouTube and Facebook. So thank you, Dr. Raven, for being a part of Occasionally Posh. We're definitely going to have you back. Thank and you, Chastity, you. write down your questions. <laughs> Bye-bye. <All> right, Thank <laughs> you.